Welcome, friends. You found the Tea with Puppets, a podcast about Canadian stamp collecting. Yeah! This is our second episode, and we appreciate your feedback in creating a show you love. Today, we'll be talking about the stamps created to celebrate Canada 82, the first international Philotech young exhibition to, help, to be held outside of Europe. The reason I chose this issue? Well, it's one of the first I collected, so it made sense to me. So right after the song, we'll jump right into it. Welcome to Tea with Puppets. I'm your host, Adrian. And before we jump into Canada 82, I thought it makes sense to spend some time on the history of the event and the stamps up to that point. I'm not going to cover all the events. Obviously, there's so many, but it did make sense with the first one. Uh, which was in 1951. The Canadian Association of Philatic Exhibitions, CAPEX, began with the incorporation on July 2nd, 1947. The intention of the association was to encourage and promote and hold philatic exhibitions, competitions, and displays, and to encourage generally the science and hobby of philatic. Membership to CAPEX would be open to all those interested in philatic, and everything would be decided by a majority vote, and work would be carried out by standing and special committees. Annual meetings were held in the second week of March to decide the activities of the following year, and the association began to organize the 1951 event in 1947-48. The exhibition in 1951 was to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the Government of Canada issuing postage stamps in Canada. This exhibition was called the Canadian Centenary Philodic Exhibition, and it had full cooperation from the Canadian and many other foreign governments. It was held at the CNE Automotive Building in Toronto from September 21st to the 29th in 1951. At the same time, Canada Post issued a set of four stamps on September 24th, 1951 to commemorate the event. It showed the modern way mail had upgraded the modes of transport from 1851, focusing on trains, ships, and planes. And they also released a 15-cent issue to celebrate the three-pence beaver, Canada's first adhesive postage stamp. So with all that um, going into uh, the 1951 show, um, it was a great success. You know, uh, a lot of people enjoyed it, and it was kind of surprising that another show didn't actually happen until 1978. So, the Canadian International Philatic Expedition, CAPEX 78, was held at the Canadian National Exhibition Grounds in Toronto from June 9th to the 18th in 1978. This was the nation's second international stamp exhibition. And CAPEX 78 commemorated the centennial of Canada's entry into the Universal Postal Union, and it was sponsored by the Royal Philatic Society of Canada under the patronage of the Fédération Internationale de Philatie. And under the auspices of the Federation, the show was the largest and most important in Canadian postal history at the time. Over 45,000 people attended the event. So before we jump into all those stamps that were issued that year, let me just tell you that everything that we're talking about, all the stamps, are available at teawithpuppets.com, so you can follow along and take a look at the stamps as we're talking about them. So in January 1978, the first stamp was released to celebrate the meeting of stamp collectors from all over the world. And it was uh, not a... a on a souvenir sheet to be distributed at the event. It was actually a 12-penny Queen Victoria of 1851. It was a replica. And there was enough printed, honestly, that everyone in Canada could get one. Over 33 million were printed. 
Uh, note there are some variations that have significant value, so it can be fun to hunt for them. For the first time though in history, Canada Post released its first souvenir sheet using a stamp-on-stamp -stamp format. The souvenir sheet was produced in limited quantities compared to the individual stamps, only 3.8 million, and it featured the three CapEx 78 commemoratives in perforated Sutenot format. The stamps were designed by Carl Brett of Toronto, and the engravings were executed by Robert Couture from the originals. The souvenir sheet was designed by the firm of Newton Frank Arthur and Company of Toronto. So those, those three uh, stamps that were on there started with replica of the Jacques Cartier, uh, it was a 14 cent denomination and it's known as Scott number 754 and it was the 14 cent first class letter stamp which reproduced a pair of the 10 penny blue Jacques Cartier stamps issued in December 1854. The portrait shown was originally engraved after a painting of Cartier by François Riss which is now in the Hôtel de Ville of Saint Malo in France. The second stamp that was issued to celebrate this exhibition, CapEx 78, was a Queen Victoria, which is known as Scott 755, and it's a pair of a half-penny rose Queen Victoria that was originally issued on July 1857, and it appears on the 30-cent letter-rate stamp for overseas. The elegant cameo profile of the Queen is taken from a contemporary engraved design which was in use in Great Britain at the time. And finally, the third stamp that we saw was the one of the most famous stamps in Canadian stamp collecting history. It's the uh, Prince Albert. So in this case, the $1.25 stamp for the basic registered mail featured a pair of His Royal Highness Albert Prince Consort stamps which were issued in May 1851. The originals of these beautiful stamps printed in state violet ink are one of the most prized collector's items, but it's uh, obviously a more economical way to get a copy in your collection. And this is known as Scott number 756. There were also some very beautiful souvenir cards that were behind the scenes of stamp printing, and those were only printed in 10,000. And we've added the images and more info on the blog at teawithpuppets.com, and just click on the side at the top there, it says notes, and you can see them. And I'll also put the notes in the description of the podcast as well. So essentially this sheet was uh, they had three different sheets, one by Asher Potter that demonstrated the various steps in production of a postage stamp by the process of offset color lithography. There was a Canadian banknote company of Ottawa had produced a beautiful engraved sheet depicting the purity of intaglio printing, which combines the original engraved die design and the completed postage stamp produced from it. And finally, there was a stamp or sheet rather created by the British American Banknote Company that showed the processes of Italian engraving and lithography uh, related to the 1934 three cent Cartier quadrocentary stamp. So it's a very beautiful way to kind of see the behind the scenes of how stamps are made. And I've put the images on the blog, like I mentioned, so you could take a look at them. Now, what you really need to know about this event, CapEx 78, is that it took place at the height of the 1970s stamp craze. As we would see in other collectible markets like baseball card and coins, the stamp market saw massive price spikes as speculators and investors got involved. A few years later, they started to cash out and valuations crashed the levels that were actually below what they had been. The thing to remember is none of this was collector driven, but they suffered the consequences of overpriced stamps. Lynn's stamp market index actually has a really nice graphical representation of what happened to the stamp market in the late 70s and 80s after this, and I'll also add that image there so you could take a look. Um, but essentially, it, it, it nosedived after uh, the 78, um, well, it was at the peak at 78, and by 82, it was really a tough year. So 
you know, obviously the, the, the Lin stock market index is for the US market, but Canada saw the same kind of thing. And it was a very expensive lesson that collecting should be done for fun and not profit. Making money is an added bonus in any collecting that you do. So what ended up happening in 1982 was a really tough year where the stamp market had started to shake out the speculators. And one of the ways to combat, you know, a downturn in the hobby is to get fresh new blood. So the 82 show, um, was a hope, I guess, to kind of bring the youth in. And it was exciting that Canada was selected as the site of the first youth philatelic exhibition held in North America. So the Canada 82 Youth Exhibition, the seventh international philatelic youth exhibition, was held on May 20th to 24th, 1982, in the Queen Elizabeth Building at the Canadian National Exhibition in Toronto. The event was sponsored by the Royal Philatelic Society of Canada and Canada Post Corporation, while under the patronage of the Fédération Internationale de Philatelic, or FIP. It drew 290 exhibitors from 43 countries, and over 20,000 visitors came. Obviously, it was not the smash success of CAPEX 78, but the stamps that came from it had a big impact on me personally. From this one event came one of the first souvenir sheets I ever collected. This was only the second souvenir sheet in Canadian postal history ever released up to this time. And, you know, it had this goal, obviously, to increase the interest of young people in Canada about stamps, as well as to increase their knowledge and experience. And it certainly had that effect on me, as it was nice to have my own copy of older stamps from Canadian history. So even if I couldn't stop the slump in stamps, I still think it was a great time for stamp collecting. And let's take a little deeper examination of the stamps issued for the 1982 Philatelic Exhibition. So as a forerunner to the show, Canada Post issued two stamps featuring two Canada's classic stamps in the stamp-on-stamp -stamp format that they used in 1978. The first was the Three Pence Beaver of 1851, the postage stamp of the province of Canada, and the first true pictorial stamp in the world. It was the first time that someone wasn't, uh, you know, royalty that was on a stamp. And the original design was made by Stan Sanford Fleming in 1851, who was a young civil engineer and draughtsman. He designed the three-pence stamp under the direction of the Honorable James Morris, Postmaster General. Sanford Fleming's most important work, however, concerned railway construction in Canada, and for his work, Queen Victoria had knighted him. The second stamp that was included, or issued, was the 10-cent definitive of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Constable on horseback, which originally appeared on June 1st, 1935, also known as Scott 223. It represented the Prairie Provinces in the date of die definitive issues, so named because it was the first in Canadian history with a hidden date. So the rest of the stamps, a 30 cent stamp, a 35 cent stamp, and a 60 cent stamp, were issued on 20th of May 1982 in conjunction with the start of the exhibition. The 30 cent stamp featured Champlain's Parkmont pour l'Ouest, or Departure for the West which appeared in 1908 as part of the eight-stamp Quebec tercenary set. It's known as Scott 102. So it's actually interesting to note how the original stamp came to be, this original stamp from 1980, uh, 1908. In the summer of 1908, Canadians were to honor the 300th anniversary of the founding of Quebec in 1608 by Samuel de Champlain, the French explorer and colonizer. In March 1908, the government proposed an issue a series of poacher stamps to commemorate the occasion. In view of the marked departure from precedent and subject matter for the proposed stamp designs, they sought permission of King Edward VII to use portraits of non-royal persons and historical subjects on stamps of permanent validity. His, majest His Majesty consented, and the stamps were released on the 16th of June, 1908, for sale to the public. Partement pour l'Ouest, Champlain's Departure for the West, this stamp was designed by an artist of the American Banknote Company. The scene depicted is what was described by Champlain in the following words, 
taken from the narrative of his third voyage to the Americas. With our canoes laden with provisions, our arms, and some merchandise to give as presents to the Indians, I started on Monday, May 27th, for the Isle of St. Helene, accompanied by four Frenchmen and one Indian. A salute was given in my honor from small pieces of artillery. The next stamp was the 35-cent denomination featuring the Mount Hurd stamp originally released December 5, 1928, also known as Scott 155. This stamp represented British Columbia in the scroll issue of 1928-29, and it was the first high-value definitive issue to show Canadian scenes. Mount Hurd stands just east of the Trans-Canada Highway from Golden to Field. Like the other stamps from 1982, this original issue has an interesting story. This stamp design is from an original watercolor painted by Frederick Mar Marlette Bell Smith, the ice-crowned monarch of the Rockies. The painting shows Mount Hurd, named after Major Hurd, the engineer and explorer, in the Otter Tail Range of the Rocky Mountains in British Columbia. And in a panel at each side of the stamp is a totem pole. This design depicts the natural beauty of Canada and its interesting folklore. The totem poles are reproductions from a Canadian government photograph of one owned by the Gitson tribe, a people of Skeena River. The pole is located in the upper Skeena Valley at the small place called Kitwana, an Indian name meaning place of the rabbit. The Indian name of the totem pole is Pispanish, meaning half bear debt. The pole stands 19 feet in height. Finally, and my favorite stamp that was issued for the 82 Expo, is a 60 cent stamp showing the blue nose which is a replica of the original Blue Nose stamp that was issued on January 8th, 1929, or Scott 158. The Blue Nose is an iconic and well-known imagery in Canadian history, and it's still on the 10-cent Canadian dime to this day. The stamp depicts the Canadian fishing schooner Blue Nose racing off the Halifax Harbor and is a composite picture made from photographs taken in 1922 by W.R. McCaskill of Halifax, Nova Scotia. The schooner was built in 1920-21 at Lunenburg, Nova Scotia by Mr. Smith and Ruland to the designs of W.J. Rouet of Halifax and launched in March 1921. Essentially a practical fishing boat, the schooner was also designed to uphold the Blue Nose racing supremacy on the Atlantic seaboard. Under the command of Angus Walters, she decisively defeated every competitor of her class. She never lost a series of races and the owners of the Blue Nose were honored in 1935 by having their schooner present when King George V reviewed the British fleet at Spithead. In selecting this design in 1929, Canada Post gave worldwide publicity to three important faces of Nova Scotian life and industry, fisheries, shipbuilding, and seamanship. As trivial as it may sound, the only reason this is one of my favorite stamps is because of a movie called Tommy Tricker and the Stamp Traveler. To be honest, this really increased my passion for collecting. Overall, what made these 1982 stamps really amazing is a new technique seen. These classic images were reproduced in lithography from the steel engraved dye proof against the color background. They extended out through the perforations, and this is the first time this design feature had been used on Canadian stamps. It was designed by Gottschlag and Ash Limited of Toronto. After the 82 events, there were a couple more CapEx events. For example, CapEx 87, which was held in Toronto from June 13th to the 21st, and this event celebrated the 100 years of organized fealty in Canada. The last CapEx as of this recording was CapEx 96, held in Toronto once again in um, June from the 8th to the 16th. And the topic of the stamps release were about historic land vehicles. I won't lie, it's not an interest of mine. I'm not sure what to say about them than other there were lots of stamps about cars. And if you like that kind of thing, then it would be a great addition to your collection.
Now, I'm sure I may have missed a show or two in this wrap-up, but that's not really the point of this podcast today. I just want to talk about Canada 82 and some of the history leading up to it. But what I can tell you is something exciting about a show coming in May um, next year. It's the Royal 2017, and it'll be located in Boucherville, Quebec, just outside of Montreal. And you can learn all about it at Royale, with an E, 2017.com. So that's Royale2017.com. And uh, there's a whole agenda up for what's going to be going on next year. And this isn't a paid sponsor ad, in case you were asking. This is just me passing along the news in case you missed it. So that's it for the second episode. I just want to thank you for spending time with me, sharing this show with your friends, and the positive feedback you've been giving me. If you're looking for more info about the show, including show notes and more, make sure to check us out at teawithpuppets.com. If you have any good podcast feedback, ideas for guests, cool stories, or more, we'd love to hear it too. You can email us over at feedback at teawithpuppets.com. We are also currently surveying our listeners to learn more about you. So if you have the time, please take a few minutes and visit our website and click on the listener survey link found on the homepage. Once again, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for our next show, where we'll be chatting about starting collecting or starting stamp collecting. I was so excited to get going with all these shows that I thought maybe it made sense to go back for people that are new to stamp collecting, talk about the tools, the things, the tips. You know, how do you get started with Canadian stamp collecting? So I hope you'll join us in our next episode, and I look forward to seeing you. So have a super good rest of the day and happy collecting.